Hello everybody, welcome to the Dummy Room. This is Marie Nicotine from the Windowsill. Enjoy the show. Cheers! Hey everybody, you're hanging in the dummy room. I'm Jody Have Not, joined as always by Mr. Nate Demo. What's up? Not much, man. How you doing tonight? Doing all right. Good. Happy New Year. It's officially the new year, our first recording of the new year. Yeah, so uh, what'd you do? You worked, right? Everything yeah. cool? Uh, I don't know if I'd call it cool, but it was definitely kind of interesting. Uh, I was way out in the sticks and there's probably three or four hundred like drunk cowboys kicking up dust, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I never seen so many drunk like country people, man. It was crazy. Anyways, not that cool. Not not worth really talking about. What'd you do, dude? We went to uh, fireworks. So oh, they yeah. got a yeah. they got a fireworks at six o'clock and then at midnight again. So we took the kids to uh, the six o'clock and Miles, kind of his first firework. Really, yeah, his first fireworks. You know, and yeah. How do you take too, that? Uh, well, you know, it was really cold out, so. Basically, he just sat up on my lap in the driver's seat, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, he kept trying to turn the lights on, do the wipers, do the blinker, you know, but um, once the fireworks started, man, he, he was he was pretty into it. He kept saying, huge, huge, <laughs> huge, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, cute as hell. He, uh, yeah, he got into it. Then, uh, then we just went out to eat and uh, came home and that's it, man. And. Yeah, I put him to bed. I didn't get him to bed till, you know, just about eleven. So, wow. yeah, and I came out and uh, we watched TV. And um, you ever watch? Uh, who's the um, who's the fucking uh, the the news guy? Anderson Cooper. Nah, dude, I don't watch TV. So I I turned it to CNN, and uh, Anderson Cooper. It was like just past midnight or whatever and the, they play the music and show all the people dancing and shit and they come back to anderson cooper and and he basically directs them to go live to key west florida and apparently every year they do this and there's like a like a drag queen kind of celebration there okay and it's you know kind of crazy as you can imagine but there's this woman and it was a woman behind all these drag queens and she had these huge fake tits right i mean these things were like basketballs <laughs> and i just i fucking busted out laughing you know and me and my wife were sitting there trying to figure out if, if she was indeed a, a man or a woman but holy shit man i it was fucking hilarious <laughs> like you'd never seen anything this big before so wow yeah no no just yeah that was it didn't do anything new year's day actually didn't work new year's New Year's Day, and um, yeah, here we are. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for, this is episode 35, I've got my beverage, I've got a snack, and uh, we are <laughs> You're going all to... all set up. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go. We are doing, I'm pretty excited for this one, dude. Uh, we're going to do our Dream Descendants record. 
and kind of inspired by this MTX Forever kind of thing, right? A a little bit, but we really wanted to do a Descendants episode. Um, And I figured instead of just top 10, top 11, top 5 classic album, let's just make our own classic Descendants album, right? Yeah, so it's kind of like a best of, right? It's it's our best of, and it's not just a best of to me because I... Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get into it when we get there. But um, right. we're doing fourteen songs. I came up with that because I took all the, <laughs> um, I took all the their their full lengths, and basically averaged out the songs. Okay. And it was, uh, aver- round up to uh fourteen. So that's what we're doing. Cool. And we have a guest. Right on. To help us with this, uh, Mr. Nick Rorick from Detroit. I don't know shit about him. Nick's your buddy. Nick's the kind of guy you can trust. Kind of guy you can drink beer with. Kind of guy who doesn't mind if you puke in his car. Nick. <laughs> really? So um, we'll just we'll just get him on and we'll just shoot the shit. Sounds cool. We have news for the beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view. Any of you that have ever felt stepped on, left out, picked on, put down, why don't you just come down here and join us, okay? All right, we're here with Nick Rorick from Detroit. He's the singer of the Randy Bastards, and he does something called Punk Rock Van. How's it going, Nick? How's it going, guys? What's up, Nick? It's going good. So tell us about about Punk Rock Van. Well... Punk Rock Van is something that started a long time ago without me even really knowing I was starting it. But I've driven vans my whole life. I inherited my first van. It was my grandfather's van, and it became our family van. And when I turned 16, it became my van. And at the time, in high school, I was was drumming for a band. Um, Not even important, like not even you know, a good band, just, you know, the kind of crappy band you're in in high school. But I had a drum set, and I was really excited about it. And basically, I continued driving vans well after that first one exploded. But um, anyway, um, when I moved down to the Detroit area from northern Michigan, I also joined um, a better band. Uh, They were called Roaming Bovine, and... You know, I continued to use the van and the drums, and as as I got to know people in the music scene here in in the Detroit area, you know, making friends, you know, when you're the only guy in town who seems to own a van, people start uh, asking you, hitting you up about, hey, driving, hey, you know, you're at shows, um, you know, do you do you want to like drive my band around? And you know, it just started at first with friends, and you know. Hey, we'll, we'll give you some gas money. We'll buy you some Taco Bell. Get you into the show for free. And to me, it's a cheap way to travel and and go to shows and do things I would like to do anyway. So, right. like, why not? Let's go. Let's let's go to Fort Wayne. Let's go to Chicago. I've never been to these places. Let's let's rock it out. And um, the first band that I was doing this for a lot was uh, the Dutons out of Detroit. I I don't know if you guys uh, spoke to or spoke about. Uh, Dougie Tangent on a previous episode uh, with Haley and the Crushers, yeah. but um, Dougie Dougie was probably one of the first people who got me into 
you know, driving bands around, and I'd spent a lot of time on the road with the Dutons. And uh, over the years, different people would ask, and um, tours got longer. And it's still still not anything super professional, but, you know, I was trying to make a go of that for a little while as a job. But at, at the end of the day, it's it's just fun. It's fun to tour, to get out on the road, to meet new people. And um, <laughs> the punk rock van part is kind of silly because um, I, I have a, a vanity plate. And it says P-N-K-R-O-C-K. And, you know, I thought I was, I was pretty, pretty hip when I got that... Uh, custom job going right until my my youngest sister who's 10 years younger than me looked at it and said why does your van say pink rock and uh <laughs> you know but anyway i digress so it's just something that's been going on for i don't know the better part of you know 15 years now and i've been out with hardcore bands punk bands ska bands um metal bands all over the country the continental u.s yeah, uh, with minimal breakdowns, thank goodness, and um, more more to come. That's cool, man. The so, list is you sent me the list, and it's I don't know if it's a complete list, but it's really fucking long. Yeah, it's and, it's as complete as I can remember. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll be honest, ninety uh, percent of them I've never heard of, but um, there was some there's some great bands, obviously uh, the Huntingtons. Rots and Jagger Holly. Uh, who else? Dan Vapid. Well, some some of these uh, these drives or or you know working with bands are are like I said quite extensive, and some of them are very brief encounters. Uh, for example, I can't really claim to have taken Dan Vapid on tour, but I can claim to have designatedly driven his band. I, th- I believe it was the Methadones or the Mopes. Uh, after after Insubfest in Baltimore one year, just getting them back to their hotel room safely. So, you know, still kind of a, a thrill for me being being a lifelong fan of pop punk and punk rock in general. But, you know, some of these tours have been, you know, over a month long being out with uh, the Dolly Rots, the Sheckies, City Mouse, and other bands like yeah. that. I like the City Mouse, man. What have you done, you dumb, 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 you had a free Showtime's getting older and older What have you done? You drink, drank, drunk You don't want to be hurt Cause you 
Yeah, they they deliver every night. I mean, uh, Miski, you know, is a great songwriter and such a, a soulful singer. It's it's yeah. um, it's really rewarding to touring with bands that you enjoy because you get to hear them every night. Totally. So I did. Uh, you got to tour with uh, Teenage Bubblegums. I don't know how extensive it was, but I love that band. about i think a, about a two-week run it was a package deal with uh them and jagger holly and um i do believe it was bubblegum's first time in the united states but i, I could be wrong about that uh i've had the the privilege to work with a lot of european bands particularly from italy the sensibles the snookies teenage bubblegums and let me tell you i i love taking people around who have never been to the United States before because right. it's almost like they have this uh, childlike sense of wonderment about yeah. them in all the culture shock and different things. And uh, I like to say that I'm ruining Europe about four people at a time because when bands like that come over, I got to show them Mountain Dew, got to show them Taco Bell, got to <laughs> show them Reese's Cups. Uh, nice. So. All the all the great stuff they don't have over there in Europe. Right. They don't but, have Reese's pieces or Reese's peanut butter cups. I or? mean, they 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 might here and there. It's just not as common. Like peanut butter and chocolate as a as a combination It's just not as widespread over there. Things like root beer aren't. You know, I mean, I'm sure you can get them in this in this global environment that we live in today. Right. You know, I'm sure things exist, but it's just not something they're often exposed to. I guess. Mm. So you basically, but, you know, take them on these these wonderful tours of America, not only for their band, but they also get to see the country for the first time. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun, and and you know, it's funny. Every every band's different as far as like what they like to do and and how they want to spend their free time. Uh, some people like to sleep in late and just get to the show. Some people like to party all night. Some people like to get up early and go sightseeing. Uh, Teenage Bubblegums, for example. 
uh, Billy Bubblegum, as I found out on the tour we did, um, big U.S. history buff. Wanted to see the Liberty Bell and Gettysburg and all these uh, wow. historical places, which is, that was kind of a first for me. And it was something, something cool because even as many times as I've been around some of these touring loops, um, stuff I hadn't even done before. So see the old adage of, of like, you never go see, New Yorkers never go see the Statue of Liberty until somebody comes to visit sort of thing. Right. But... So would you, like, will you take any band out, or do you have to be into the band? You know what I mean? Would you? Um, t- I've definitely taken a lot of bands out that, musically speaking, aren't my cup of tea. Like, a lot of, you know, more crust and, and hardcore and things like that. And um, not that they're bad, not that I don't enjoy the shows, but it's just not something that I'm as familiar with or listen to on a regular basis. But at the same time, like, the way the the punk rock community works and DIY community, it really is a community. And um, a lot of times when I go out with the band, it'll be mm, kind of like a friend of a friend or someone will vouch for them or recommend them. I always like worry that I'm not going to get along with somebody I've never met and then be stuck on the road with them for two weeks or this or that. But yeah. Um, frankly, everybody's been really cool and I've been really lucky so far to work with uh, the people I have. And, uh, you know, it's always, you know, it's always a good time. You know, people, I think we're all out there for a lot of the same reasons. Yeah. Without, uh, without naming names, has, has there been any bands that are just complete dicks? <laughs> Thankfully not yet. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> I don't want to name names, but sometimes, uh, people get a little leery because, I do have a tendency to uh, uh, don't don't crucify me here, but uh, text and drive a little bit because you know you're on the road for eight hours. It's like you got to look at your phone sometimes, and you know I try and do it safely, and you know in states where it's not legal yet. But uh, yeah, you know I've, I've butted heads with people here and there about about that, and you know it's understandable concern. You want to you want to make sure people are safe and right. whatnot, but. You know, I can I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Is my general <laughs> philosophy on that. So, are you are you just driving and doing some roading and merch stuff, or are you actually, you know, helping bands book these shows and shit? Um, it, it kind of depends. Like, I'll I'll try and do as much as I can for a band without um, overstepping or, or my bounds. But sometimes it's strictly driving. A lot of times, I'm I'm happy to work merch too. Um, you know, mine roadying and hauling and amping here and there uh i've more recently got into like more like professional tour managing and stuff like that with some of the bigger bands that i've worked with where you know there's a little bit more to do on that front yeah um so it, it just depends what they need you know right on. so is like the next logical step up for you as far as this kind of career would you would you drive a big fucking tour bus for like motley crew or whoever is you know what i mean well, freaking beyonce <laughs> i've often wondered like you know it, it would be nice to make you know and, and bands treat me well but you know how how punk rock is it's not like anybody's you know getting super rich out there doing this thing right. and you know sometimes it's you're you know breaking even or, or losing money on a tour so you know i i I try to work within people's budgets, but I've often thought if I made it a job and, and something, you know, a more livable wage, 
Are you going to be happy because you're doing something you like to do for a living, or are you going to be miserable because you took something you used to like doing and turned it into a job? <laughs> right. So, uh, so far, it's been it's been pretty cool. And you know, I don't know, like you know, maybe if I go out with Nickelback or, or Toby Keith or something, you know, working <laughs> crew, something musically I'm not into at all. Yeah. You know, it could be it could be hell. You know, it could be annoying every night. But on the other hand, you you look at you know sometimes. Uh, you know, people are just cool people like William Shatner and, and Henry Rollins are like best friends. And who would have seen that coming? Like <laughs> even even, you know, even if you don't like, you know, the music or something somebody does, you know, they can still be like really cool people to hang out with. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, life's life's an adventure. So I'm not I'm not like opposed to, you know, not trying stuff. But uh, yeah, I'd. I don't know. For, as far as logical steps forward, it'd be nice to get uh, get my own band out there on the road a little more. But you know, everybody everybody's got houses and pets and significant others, and you know, sometimes it's not just real, very realistic to tour. You know, as yeah. much as I'd like to. Yeah, and, I hear you. So, is there like a certain band that you have yet to drive with, and that you would really be stoked to hear that you're going to be working with? I mean, there's, there's that that list is Nickelback. endless, endless. <laughs> but you know, one of my favorite bands growing up, um, from about the fourth grade until very, very recently, was uh, The Offspring. And you know, those, you know, I love that band. Those guys all seem really cool. Um, if if I got to work with The Offspring one day, like that'd be that'd be pretty. I'd be pretty geeked on that. And uh, lately, I've been finding myself. Um, very into a lot of British bands, uh, Snuff, the Toy Dolls, Goober Patrol, things like that. Bands that you know, I just I would love to just see play a show. Yeah. Uh, let alone work for them, um, but you know they don't they don't tend to come over here as much. It's it's hard with work visas, I guess. And a lot of times when you see a band like that come through, they're often on like some kind of limited festival circuit, and right, you know, yeah. Lord knows there's enough festivals going on these days that hopefully, you know, they'll get some of those kind of bands over here. Yeah. What if you got like a, you know how those like porno actress chicks like do tours of the freaking strip <laughs> joints, man? What if you got a tour like that? Might be fun. Possibly a little messy, but probably pretty fun. Get a lot of hand sanitizer in the van for a tour like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be pink rock then. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, no kidding. One idea we've been we've been uh, toying around with. I I don't always have the best memory as far as like tour stories and stuff like that. I you know a lot of it tends to run together for me sometimes. But I was thinking about uh, and I pitched this to some of the bands I've driven before about turning punk rock van into sort of a, a zine as well, where I would get um, feature like a, a band and an issue and then have the people in the band like contribute to it, write a story, draw some art, you know, do whatever, and you know, just you know, kind of get those memories down on paper. And then, you know, of course, you know, a lot of us are record nerds. The next thought is immediately, oh man, we should throw a flexi in there, you know, get get some some cool zine flexis going again, kind of like that old, uh, you know, dish dishwasher comp with the queers and uh, smugglers, yeah. something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, it'd be fun. I, I know uh, once that magazine they do a lot of flexies these days. Uh, New noise and descendants and 
gimme gimmies and stuff like it's always a, a nice little added bonus to get something something like that in yeah package totally so speaking of descendants should we get into oh this yeah thing that we're gonna try to do today yeah, yeah. we got we got a whole thing here We were not on the football team. We were not part of the cool crowd. We definitely didn't really fit in with a lot of groups. I went through my first few years in high school trying not to be different and not get beat up or whatever. <laughs> and then at some point, a switch got flipped, and I just said, fuck it, I don't care. We're doing... Uh, I'm wondering we, how, how, how on the same page we're going to be. Well, so um, I think that I know for a fact if I... Me and Jody would probably have most of these the same um except i kind of went a different route because i'm thinking that it's a dream descendants record and all the good descendants records have silly songs as well as the 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 masterpieces and stuff so i i kind of went that route with mine so it's not just a greatest hits (laughs) but um yeah so you want to do like two at a time so nick starts with his first two and sure and then me should we do it that way yeah that'd be cool so what was your approach, Nick? Did you just do it as like a best of? Did you kind of just you know more the songs the songs I like to hear the songs that I, I do tend to listen to on repeat? And as much as I love the silly songs and we all love to quote the silly songs, I don't I don't listen to them as much as, as like you said the the masterpieces. Um, and I even I even was curious in putting together this list um, because it's not something I normally look at, but. I even looked up who who was the principal songwriter in in each of these songs that I put on the list, thinking like, oh, maybe maybe I tend to like Bill's songs, or maybe I tend to like <laughs> Milo's songs, or whatever it is. Nope, it's it's just a little bit of everybody. So, you know, good right good work on on everybody's part there. Well, that's what was fucking cool about this band is because they all, I mean, they all wrote all? great songs, all. They all wrote wrote great songs. Um, Bill seems to have the major hits for me, but um, when you start to go see that list, man, Carl wrote a lot of good fucking songs too. So yeah, mine's all over the place. So Frank wrote a bunch of great ones, dude. They all wrote a bunch of great ones. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's just get started. What do you got, Nick, for your first two? Well, these are in no particular order, but uh, just going down the list, uh, Talking and Nothing With You off of um, Cool To Be You. You know, those come to mind immediately, usually. Hmm, right really? That's one of my, That's uh, cool. my old lady's favorite songs is Nothing With You. That's one of her big favorites. Hey, any, any song with a Simpsons reference is all right in my book. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah, I love the new Descendants. It's good shit. Ever since they came back, man, pretty much everything they've done has been as almost as good as the original wave. You know what I mean? I, I honestly, I, I think they tend to get better with time. If you view Descendants and all as kind of a, a collective, cohesive thing, yeah, um, you know, sharing similar songwriters, I think they just they're one of those few bands that just seems to get better as time goes along. Really. Yeah. I I I don't really share that view. <laughs> um, I don't really care for "Cool to Be You" or uh, uh, "Spazinate." I just don't really. And they've got good songs, but I never listen to them. 
No. Yeah. That's no, hard to like it. listen to a, a new band, a new record by a band that you've been listening to since you were a kid because you you know, you've been listening to those songs since you were a kid. So it's hard yeah. to like match up to that. But I think that the descendants are one of the the bands that come pretty close to me as being, you know, their new shit's just it's great. I can't believe you don't, don't like Spazinate, dude. I, I, I love that shit. No, I, I like it. I just, I, I don't know. I compare it to fucking everything to enjoy and all. You know, those two records <laughs> right. are so fucking good that, you know, even everything sucks. I, when I listen to it today, I, it's not the same. You know, so I hear you. Still like all their records, but yeah, I just, it's like it's just missing something. I don't know. Maybe they're too long. Like I don't know. There's too many songs on there or something. <laughs> songs are a little longer than the average so- song length, too. Yeah. So what do you got, Jody? What's what are you starting your list off with? Mine aren't in really in any particular order either. But um, I had to use Cheer. I had to go with Pep Talk as well. Awesome. Yeah. Both, uh, both on my list as well. Yep. You pretty much got to have those, man. Those are like just straight classics. Absolutely. So I ended up put I I I put mine in order, man, okay. and I actually listened to it in order. Yeah, and uh, it's a little hard because yeah, kind of you know some of the older recordings compared to the newer stuff. It's you know what I mean sonically. Yeah. It's there's a challenge there, but um, I'm I'm kicking this fucking record off with Coolidge.
And right from Coolidge, I'm going right into Coffee Mug. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, I think Coolidge is a great, you know, it's a great first song. Yeah, you know, totally. Kick off a record. And then just right into Coffee Mug just to kick your ass, you know? Yeah. The whole Get the blood pumping. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's New School Descendants, though, Nate. Yep, that's, well, that's, well, it's not really new school. It's well. still 20 years old. <laughs> it's 23 yeah, years the 80s, old, man. It was new school at the time, right? Yeah, it's, it's closer to the 80s than it is to now, though. <laughs> You're right. So, but yeah. No, I, I, I just, you know, it's not that I love that song, but it's just, you know, I felt like it has to feel like a Descendants record to me, and they have, has to have a song like that. It has to have a coffee song. So I just, I did it, and, uh, yeah. There you go. Where are you going now, Nick? Next to? Um, well, negating the ones that uh, we've already mentioned. Um, no, you can mention one, them again. One, That's all good. One one of the first songs, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit younger, I suppose. So, you know, I wasn't around in the original wave of all this stuff. But one of the first songs I ever heard by the Descendants was on the uh, Rock Against Bush compilation. It's called Sad State of Affairs. Good one. And uh, that one, that one gets stuck in my head quite a bit, even even to this day. And um, uh, next down the list is, uh, as they mentioned in Filmage, just one of the one of the most masterful ballads written by the Descendants. Get the time. When I get the time, I like to sit down and write a little rhyme for you. Just a couple few. I tell you what you mean to me
it's, yeah. You know, it's, Love just, that song. it's such a sweet, perfect song. It's so kill. It's a Milo tune, too. <laughs> that it is. That it is. Yep. Yeah, I love that one. Have that one as well. Me too. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have that one. <laughs> of course. That's like the Descendant Slow Jam. That's the one. <laughs> All right, so who's next in this? Is it me or you, Nate? You're next. My next two, I have Clean Sheets. And I have Global Probing, but I'm using the version of a Hallraker because I don't like the original one that much. But that Hallraker version fucking rips. It took a long time to give what you want. No matter how hard you try, it just won't come. But the keep on trying, and it's all give up. It's been it's given, and it's all the pain, and the feel stop because I'm going insane. It took a long time to give what you want. No matter how hard you try, it just won't come. But they keep on trying, keep on trying, and you don't give up. good one man yeah that's great yeah and clean sheets yeah so so clean sheets is in my next wave so track three is going to be silly girl and clean sheets
So <laughs> right out of Coffee Mug, you get right into, you know, Silly Girl, which is maybe the best song ever written, not just by the Descendants, but by anybody. <laughs> Fucking love that song. Um, it is pretty unstoppable. And then right into the Clean Sheets. So, I mean, the Descendants have so many good songs, but those might be the two best songs I ever wrote. Definitely on back that to list, back. for sure. Yeah, so if you're not a Descendants fan or if you've never heard them when you put in my record, yeah, you're getting those two songs right back to back. You're going to love them. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So what do you got next, Nick? Well, um, next two are going to be from Everything Sucks, which you know you and I had talked about briefly. It was originally supposed to be an all-album. So yep. there's demos that exist that you can find them online yeah. of Chad Price singing these songs, which are equally as good. Not quite as well produced. Sounds like they weren't probably ever mastered or anything, but I'm the One and Sick of Me uh, are both uh, great songs. And uh, mm-hmm. one, one that I've had a chance to sing on stage... Um, got invited up by a band I, I drove on tour, uh, The Miserables from Chicago, uh, had me had me come up and sing I'm the One with them on a couple occasions, which it's a fun one to belt out, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Song rules. Cool. Yeah, great choices once again. Two of my Absolutely. favorites off on that record. Absolutely. Yep. So where are you going next, Jody? My, what did I have? Okay, clean sheets, global. Uh, I have Bikeage and Christmas Vacation. <sighs> nice. A little bit of old school Bikeage, you know. big favorites 
uh, just that bass line fucking rules, you know? What do you think of the face-to-face cover of that back on... Uh, was that on the first oh, yeah, face-to-face, or was that on Big Choice or something? No, it was, wasn't it on that... Uh, they did that covers record. Yeah. They did, like, uh, maybe a Pixie song, Jawbreaker, maybe. It was all right. Know. You can't really touch the original. Nope. Christmas Vacation didn't make it onto my album. It was it was heavily considered, but um, just uh, negated purely for the fact that it's a Christmas song. Well, <laughs> sort of a Christmas song, I yeah. suppose. But it's like, you know, you always feel a little bit weird when you throw on a record and, and then there's like a Christmas song and it's the middle you know, of summer. Yeah, yeah, the middle of summer and like <laughs> somebody, somebody, yeah. some 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 wise ass will always be like, "What's with the Christmas music?" <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of considered that too, but since it was, we I did this right around Christmas, it made the list. Yeah, it it is a great song. I love it. I love the live version better than the studio version as well on that one. I For like some reason, both. Milo fucking just sounds so good live. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes even on that that filmage, they were saying you know they would go in and bang these records out, and then you know they'd only really learn the songs like prior you know a couple days prior and then they get on the road and then that's when the songs really start to gel you know yeah it it happens a lot i think yeah and and furthermore you know some bands are just really good live descendants definitely being one of them you know it just kind of sometimes live albums they're not my favorite but certain ones they just capture the essence of of that performance and it's, it's undeniable absolutely so what'd you have next nate uh, next up, I had I'm the One. Sympathy 
which I fucking love. And then I got a kind of a shocker that'll shock the people. I got the all logistics. Oh yeah, yeah, that is a shocker <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, you know what? Every time I hear it, I just it, it, I love it. You know, so I, I just didn't want to do a best of, uh, just a greatest hit. So I had to got to make it feel like a Descendants record. So I hear you. And I think that's maybe what kind of lacks from the new stuff too. You know, a little bit. They don't have anything like that anymore. So, yeah, that could very well be. You know, there's no balance a, to it. Yeah, they uh, they committed adulthood. Stop <laughs> doing the yeah. fart songs and yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, man. I'm the one in all logistics. So, I know. Did Did anybody have the fart song on their list? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I almost. The, uh, you know, I wanted to put. Uh, <laughs> it was either enjoy van or the logistics, and I just I uh, went with the logistics. So, right on. So, what you got, Nick, for next? For what are we on numbers? I don't know. I I haven't been ordered so. Right, I've, I've been kind of skipping around as we've talked about them, but uh, a few that haven't been mentioned yet off the off the new album. You know, I was curious how that new album was going to grab me because. Like you said, sometimes, uh, sometimes you know, it can be very proficient and good, but just not, you know, not memorable. But I thought, you know, it did have a lot of a few memorable, catchy songs on it, and the two that I, I really liked particularly from that one are "Without Love" and "Smile." Oh yeah, both, you know, pretty without touching loves. songs. I actually yeah, have "Without, without Love."
I think that's the best song on that record. I do too. For sure. Um, half the record to me, I don't even, you know, I don't, I don't remember them, you know? Yeah, give it so. a little more time, Nate. <laughs> we'll check in with you again in 20 years and see how you're feeling about it then. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys will like all their new stuff and I'll say it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Everything sucks. Yeah. Those are both great songs. I think those are good choices, dude. Hell yeah. Okay. So for my next one, since I already had, said i had without love i have without love and hope love hope man great song <laughs> one of the best yep i remember like when i back in the 90s i was teaching you know teaching my guitar lessons and some kid brought in a sublime record and he's like i'm gonna learn this song called hope i was thinking huh, cool sentence have a song called hope and it was the t- fucking sublime covered it dude no i didn't know that yeah it was a big never- shocker i was like holy shit sublime knows about the descendants that's pretty cool, because generally yes. speaking, everything I've ever heard by them totally sucked. You know what I mean? I was not a fan of Sublime. No, uh, did they Sublime that song up? No, it sounded they... like it just a straight-up cover of it. I was, I was actually impressed. It was the coolest thing I've ever heard those guys do. You know, the Descendants, although you know they've been, you know, they're really popular now. I feel like a lot of these bands, when they get back together, they're more popular than ever. But you know, a lot of them struggle for a long time. You know earlier in their career and, and oftentimes later than you'd think they would still be struggling the ramones the descendants um you know all, all of that stuff and sometimes it really helps when a band that's you know a little more radio known they cover your song gets you a whole lot of a fan base i i yeah. remember hearing that um in kurt cobain's published diary that's out there he, he has all these lists of his favorite songs and top tens and you know things like that and the beatnik termites are, are mentioned in there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Pat, Pat had once said to us that every once in a while, you know, he'll get a message or an order for records because because of that specifically. Wow. That's so who knows? Cool. Maybe maybe uh, maybe Sublime, you know, got the descendants in in the the eyes and ears of you know a younger generation too. Yeah. I know for sure that that kid that that wanted to learn this song the next week I I brought to his lesson i gave him a cdr full of descendant shit so i did my part man i don't know what <laughs> whatever happened to that kid this was about 20 years ago but uh who knows maybe he's a big descendants head and he's listening right now so if you are what's up justin and yes i remember his name <laughs> he was like so into all this bullshit though sublime and like i don't even know fucking well we all start somewhere and all this stuff yeah, we all start somewhere. That's often true. embarrassing. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what do we got next? Take your own. Who's up? I don't know. I'm not. Who's on first? What's on second? <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's on we you, Nick. Well, um, a lot of the, a lot, like I said, a lot of it's been mentioned already. But the the one more I want to throw in there is uh, She Loves Me.
good one. Again, off everything sucks. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I really, you know, going by pure song count, it's like as the albums go on chronologically, the, the number of songs I like to hear off of them gets, you know, more and more. So I feel like that retains a lot of the, that's a Bill Stevenson song. I feel like that retains a lot of the emotional struggle that you're seeing even, even in earlier albums and earlier songs he's written. Yeah. I love Bill's songs, man. They're great. I like the, the way he thinks about the shit. I love that song. Didn't make my list, but I do love it. Yeah, me too. Didn't make mine as well. My next two, though, I had Silly Girl, which we've talked about, and Get the Time, which we've talked about as well. Both just gotta be there somewhere. You know what I mean? Classics, man. Yeah. yeah you gotta have them. My next two after the all logistics are sour grapes and cheer. Turn away 
gems to me oh yeah <laughs> i didn't yep. have sour grapes but only because of the no? constraints of 14 it was hard it was hard to narrow it down i have quite a few here on the honorable mention list yeah me list too. as well so it's tough to narrow it down you know but yeah both classic so yeah um cheers one of those songs right up there with silly girl for me you know it's it's a top three descended song for sure Oh yeah. So had to be there. When I made the list when I started making it, I just instantly off the top of my head had, you know, I think eight or nine that had to be there. And then the rest I kinda went through albums and I, I got up to like twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still here. I still have them all down and it's like, oh fuck. And I've kind of been dropping them in and out for the last few days here, so yeah, man, this was really tough. Oh, yeah. So, especially when you're, I was trying to make it, you know, I don't know, put it in a sequence that would sound like a really awesome Descendants record. So, and one of my lists actually it was almost like summary. It was almost like half, I had like 10 songs that were all on summary, and it was like, holy shit. <laughs> I had to do something about that. So, I actually <laughs> mixed it up a little bit because of that. So, Right. Yeah, so what you got next, Nick? Uh, you know, that gets us through most of the list, but as far as uh, the honorable mentions I wrote, I'm, I'm looking at my list, and I realized that in the honorable mention section, I wrote, I like food twice, so maybe <laughs> subconsciously, um, you know, that would be the top honorable mention. Also worth noting that this list is written on a fast food napkin, and features nice. a little drawing of of the Milo caricature. So <laughs> nice. Um, I like food. Food tastes good. Cool. Greasy set list. Greasy fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What what else you got left, Jody? I have four left, and I have, uh, I huh? have six. 
And then you must have got skipped at some point. Maybe. But I'll well, just... I, I'm, I'm omitting the ones that you guys already talked about, too. Okay. So that's why I'm done. Right, right. Early. Okay. Well, most of the ones that I have left, we've talked about as well. Except for, I don't think anyone has mentioned good, good things, which I do have. It's next on mine, too. Okay. <laughs> we talked about I'm the one. I have that. I have Coolidge. And one that I don't think either one of you guys are just going to have because I was thinking, you know, if this is going to be this greatest hits package, basically, what's going to get me to buy it? Because I already have all this shit. You know what I mean? So I came up with this idea for the last song on the on the record slash CD slash fucking iTunes download or whatever that they would go into the studio and offer a new track. But the track is She's My Ex with fucking Milo singing it. Ah. You know what? I was going that route, and I almost did it. Yeah? Yeah, I was going to do an all song on here. Because, dude... Not necessarily She's My Ex, but... I've seen a, a lot of clips of them. They were doing it live with Milo for a while at Descendants shows, and it fucking yeah. totally rules, man. I'd yep. love to have like a, a clean studio version with Milo. That'd be the shit. Yeah. Plus, would, like, a, that'd be... you know, an updated... Because the, the original album... I mean, it sounds okay, but it doesn't sound as good as it would sound if they went in today and did it, you know? Well, you know, it's it's a hell of a time to find on eBay uh, a self-titled record called All, you know, because you type in All CD and, you know, <laughs> it's just it's just problematic, no pun intended. Uh, but if you, if you do listen to that All Greatest Hits, the yeah. self-titled one they did i believe remaster everything and, and it sounds it sounds uh nice nice and crunchy uh okay. very consistent all the way through i believe awesome. I, I assume bill probably remastered it i'd have to look into that specifically yeah. but That's it would cool, make man. sense i didn't even hear about that i'll have to check that out yeah it's yes. on the, the way the keyword if you're looking for to find online it's it's on a label called uh it's their own label called owned and operated records so if you search all owned and operated you'll find cool find that yeah it's 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 i yeah it's the original recording is just remixed redone and man it's it's great plus it has that just like them that milo song on there yeah yep. so cool. which kicks ass uh so next up, I had Good Good Things and Camage. Ooh, that's a good one. I love that I one. love that song, man. Me too, man. It uh, definitely mixes it up a little bit, kind of slower in the beginning. and But yeah, just a great tune. It's another one that sounds better on Hallraker, I think. Mm, sounds good. Yeah. That Hallraker is super underrated, man. It's such a great it fucking is. album. They're both good. Both those live records are great. So Yeah. You got any well, left, Jody? No, that was it. Another honorable mention that I don't think anybody's mentioned yet is uh, When I Get Old. That's uh, it's a good one, too, as far as a more mid-tempo song. But yeah, like you go, going back to the live records, you got what? You got Liveage, and you've got Hallraker, and then on that, um, what was that? That Live Plus One. So they've done three, yep. three live albums. I don't have the Live Plus enjoyable. One. When did that that's come out? That's pretty good, man. When did that come out? That was later, and I think uh, it was only on CD. 2000, probably? 2001, 2002? Yeah, and yeah. it's all, and then it's got an all set, and then the other side is The Descendants, so. That sounds pretty cool. It is cool. The, the, the all set is fucking great. So. Now, did, did Chris do the artwork on that? Because that, that one's got some pretty cool artwork to it. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. 
And I know, I know, Chris. I I don't know how to pronounce the last name if it's Shari or Sherry, um, but some some pretty top notch stuff. Doing all those different shirt designs for all like every every city on their tours have have a unique, you know, T-shirt design specific to the city. And you know, I, I can only imagine that's that's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun job to have is thinking those up and yeah. drawing them up. That's really it's a cool. lot of work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> But I, yes. I, yeah, it's a great idea. I mean, who doesn't want a personalized, you know, from their city? That'd be cool. That's a great idea. I wonder how many they print up for each show. Like, how do you determine that? Uh, I mean, you probably have a, a venue capacity, and you're doing enough of these shows. You know how how many they usually sell, and yeah. right. you know, you go less than that, so you make sure you don't have to take them to the next city. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Milo. Milo's a chemist. I'm sure he can figure out some basic math. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, yeah. All right. So the rest of my record looks like um, after Cambridge, I go into Hope, and then to get the time, and then to Christmas vacation, and I end this fucker with pep talk.
Yeah, I had some honorable mentions. I uh, can't go back, which I fucking love. Jealous of the world. I even had uh, Dog and Pony show on there, <laughs> and Suburban Home. Yeah, so. I had Suburban and Kabuki and freaking. I don't want to be a loser, or I'm not yeah. a loser rather. Yeah, man. So super fun list to make. A little different than just doing a, you know, like I said, top ten, top eleven, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's this band is so fucking good. You know, I've I've said Screeching Weasel is my favorite band. I might have lied. I don't know. This band's <laughs> Depend- certainly up there for me. You know. Depends on the day. Exactly. Depends on the day. But to me, I mean, they to get these. You know, I they, they, the four guys now. They all write great songs. They all play like, you know, perfectly. It's just amazing that, you know, and there's never been major drama, has there? I mean, there's never, there's nobody doesn't like the Descendants, right? Everybody. Well, well, there there was a little bit of fallout uh, regarding the lyrics to that that one song. You know, they were they were being viewed as as um, homophobic. Yeah. Um, that was the all stuff, it, though, right? No, no. Well, there was that too, but there, there was definitely a Descendants song. I'm, I'm blanking on the one. Um, I never really took it that way because you know it sounded more like from the point of view of, of you know, someone who was like a victim in, in, you know, their younger days or high school days. But you know, it, they, they've stopped. They have henceforth stopped um, using those lyrics live. So, you know. I, th- I think they've they've made mention in interviews about you know you know things you write when you're younger and, and kind of looking back and, and shaking your head a little bit on your 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 juvenile views on things and you know I don't I don't like to you know it's things things are a product you know as a sign of the times it's a product of of where you came from and you know nobody wants anybody to go back and George Lucas all their old back catalog and, and make it appropriate for you know today's political climate but i mean there there hasn't been much there hasn't been much you know descendants drama as far as i'm aware yeah you just you don't hear about it you know so great band um hope to see them one more time before before they go away at least one more time and uh yeah so what do you think, Jody? Yeah, love Descendants, man. One of the all-time greats, man. You can't argue with them. And they're still out there doing their thing. You know, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Yeah, what do they do now? They don't really tour. They just go on like little week-long benders or something. And then yeah, some of the touring's been pretty extensive. You know, a lot of times you see where you know the big big reunion, like at Riot Fest or something, a band will get back together, and then you know a few months later you'll see them doing other isolated festivals and then the next thing you know it's little little strings of, of short run dates and then in, in the case of the descendants i feel like they've, they've actually toured quite a lot since they've gotten back together this last time so you know one can only hope that trends continue like that and you know the misfits seem to be doing more shows since the initial reunion and um you know distillers and the bands that like you know people may have not had the chance to see for you know, being too young or or in a geographic area that you know just doesn't get toured through that much. So yeah, uh, but sometimes you know they they realize they still don't want to be playing or touring or still hate each other or whatever, and uh, those reunions are really short lived. Yeah, or they just cash out and they're good for a while. 
And when they need money, they'll do it again. <laughs> That's the case of the Misfits, I'd say. Misfits are doing really big shows, though, right? I mean, they're playing... They're playing, like, arenas and shit. Yeah, oh, so that's a little different. I mean, the Descendants aren't doing that. Well, so. here in Detroit, uh, the Descendants played uh, the Fillmore, which is you know a fairly big room. That was my first time seeing them, and uh, I don't know. It probably depends city to city, and, and you know what the draws are like. But yeah. you know, the, the Descendants aren't too far off from from those kinds of crowds. No shit. Hmm. I saw him, I think I tell this all the time, but I saw him here in Lacrosse in 96, like the third show back before a tour. They weren't touring, you know, and just under 300 people there, packed. So that was a cool show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually quite intimate for, you know, what you get these days. Yeah. But even that, like the next tour, like, well, I shouldn't say the next tour, but I think the you know the, the the reunion tour they played in green bay and you know 600 five 600 people or whatever it is and yeah so they still weren't doing anything like you know like 10,000 arenas, arenas yeah. <laughs> no well not, maybe not 10,000 <laughs> no i think i think where they played here in detroit it was i don't know the capacity of the room but it's got to be probably you know at least a thousand or two yeah that's what they do here they do this place called the pageant it holds about i think 3,000. But I don't think well, they sell it out completely. Good for them. Yeah, it's great. They deserve it, man. They really do. So they've been around for so fucking long, you know? And I, I think we're another band I think everyone is taking for granted, you know? Because they're not going to be here too much longer, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're just, know, dude. you know, realistically, I mean, you want to see them out there when they're 70? I don't know. Keith Richards is still kicking around. As long as Bill yeah, can but... still do his drum parts, I'll, I'll yeah. check them out if they're 70. Yeah. Up here. <laughs> yeah, Bill is a, he's a bad motherfucker on the drums, isn't he? Oh, yeah. One of the that greatest is... of all time. Probably yeah. the greatest, man. I don't know. None of, none of them are slouches, musician-wise, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Carl, man. Carl's just all over that fucking thing. So That's what I always liked about them. Like, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a guy that likes all the busy bass, but with the Descendants, it's like all the bass is just full of melody, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where most of the melody seems to come from, you know? Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> off the top of my head, I can't even think right now, but bikeage, you know? Yeah. You know, you can you can be a, a talented musician and be technically proficient and all all of that, but uh, it it takes something special to have a recognizable sound. And definitely the bass parts in the Descendants, you know, it's him playing. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, man. Well, this was fun. Something different for us. So, Nick. Uh, where can people reach you if they want to get in the punk rock van? Well, you know, feel free to get a hold of me. There is a, a punk rock van Facebook page, or, or you can find me personally on Facebook. You know, being being that, uh, you know, time and, and resources are limited, I can't always go out with people, you know, as much as I would like, but it never hurts to ask. And I, I do enjoy doing these things. And in, in fact, you know, Wisconsin, where you guys are, is is uh, a travel favorite for me because you know we got a lot of friends in in the Green Bay and 
uh, Fond du Lac and Appleton area. Um, There's, there's, um, you know, one of the few places the Randy Bastards have been able to get out of town was uh, Fond du Lac at the the Nuthouse basement venue. And uh, it's always always a good time in Wisconsin. So, And and you never know, you know... uh, my friends are uh, people, and people who know me are consistently surprised as to when and where I, I pop up because you know they'll be at a show in their hometown and oh Nick's here or Nick's working merch or oh you know so you never know you never know where I pop might pop up but if you see me behind the merch table come say hi right on yeah man well um, I'm in Wisconsin it's not that great but if you think so that's awesome. <laughs> Maybe I'll see you around. Um, let me know when you're coming through the area with a band, you know, through Wisconsin. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks, and, Nick. And uh, uh, keep up the good work in the dummy room. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right. Well, there you have it. There was our uh, homemade sentence record. Hope you liked it. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun to do, man. Um, of course, I seem to be the only one that actually put it in some sort of a sequence, so <laughs> guess I win. Yeah, uh, you get the trophy this week. We should. Uh, I should somehow get a playlist together, and you would you would realize how great it it really is. <laughs> so yeah, fun fun episode, dude. Uh, we could talk about the Descendants over and over, but. We should maybe we'll do an all episode someday. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, I love all so much. You know, almost as much as the Descendants. Sometimes more. You know, they had so many good, fucking great songs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they actually had you know a lot of the you know I wonder what would have happened like would those songs have all these great all songs would they have been just really great Descendants records or songs or would they have not had happened or what. What do you think? Well, it depends on who wrote them, you know. Well, well, yeah, but most of those all songs were all written by the, you know, the like band Carl, members, Stephen, not not Chad Steve, or yeah. Dave or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to I, you know, I like all a lot as well, but to me, I, I just prefer Milo over anyone else. You know, vocally, he sounds so good. Yeah, I I agree. I just. You know, there's a couple all albums like Breaking Things and Pummel that are just so fucking good, man. Yeah, I just love them. And yeah, but check out that all. Um, it's just the just the comp. It's on owned and operated. It's it's really good. Yeah, it's really. sort of a best of. You know, there's a few songs in there that you know I would have switched out with some other ones, but man, like <laughs> She's My Ex and Skin Deep, they sound so fucking good on that record. Cool. So check that out. Yeah, it's just they're it's great, man. It's a it's a really good one. So, right on. All right, man. Um, yeah. So episode thirty-five, and next week we'll do something else. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, let us know what you think, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah, have a great one. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Dummy Room. If you made it this far, here's a little bonus shit we cut out of the episode, but we are curious how many of you make it all the way to the end. 
So if you do, let us know. See you next Thursday. Cheers. Did you have a good New Year's? Yeah, you know, uh, went out and saw some friends. There wasn't, usually a lot of times I'll try and go to a show, but there wasn't too much on my radar this year. I hear you. As far as punk rock goes, anyway. Right. How about you guys? I worked. Sucked. (laughs) Yeah. I just, uh, I didn't do much. We went and saw the fireworks with the kids and uh, went home and watched TV. I watched that, um... That fucking Bird Box movie, Jody. You finally watched it, huh? Yeah. Dude, so many people have told me that they watched it that I don't even want to see it. Well, it's all right. Yeah? Yeah, it's okay. It's not, I don't know, it's not great, but it starts out really good. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I saw that trailer on Netflix like weeks before it came out, and I was like, man, I'm going to watch that shit, but... All of a sudden, it's like everyone and their brother keeps talking about it so much that I'm, it's it turned me off of it. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you got to wait for the hype to die down. I remember when The Dark Knight came out, there's too much hype that I knew I couldn't fully enjoy it as it was meant to be seen. And I just recently started watching that particular Batman series about, I don't know, two years ago. Right on. Because the hype has died down enough that yeah. I can go into it with an open mind. Right. I'm just the type, like, if, if everyone else likes it, chances are I won't. Because I don't like what the normal people like. You know what I'm saying? And, like, even, like, my aunt and shit was telling me about it. And I'm thinking, nah, it's not for me. No, that's why That's why we're all here on this dummy room show. Yep. We're a little the, bit uh, apart from the norm. Yep. We're like the island of misfit toys over here. <laughs> I've always okay. been that way. I didn't watch Titanic until, like, 20 years after the fact. I still haven't seen it. I've been avoiding it my whole life. Dude, the first half is really cool. (laughs) I just kind of like fast forward to where it starts to all happen, where the ship goes down. It's pretty, pretty intense. I, um, dude, I, I, I avoided it too, Nick, forever. And about six months ago, it was on late and I watched it and I fucking loved it. Oh, I'm sure it's good. The ending is, is, is so good. I mean, it's just, it blows your fucking mind how good it looks, you know? Yeah, so. it's pretty realistic. Did you shed a tear, Nate? That's what I want to know. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, oh, I ain't going to cry for that shit. <laughs> I'm a pussy, though. I, I will admit that I, I've been known to uh, crack a tear or two, but yeah. not, not, for, not for that thing. So what's Fuck a movie that, that brought t- a tear to your eye? <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad know, enough man. to admit it? <laughs> Up. I... I'd have to. I don't it's know. Like, high to, school. You're you're oh. a you're a heartless bastard if you right. can make it through the first ten minutes of Up without shedding a tear. <laughs> My God. I, I haven't seen that. I don't. I don't remember that part. I don't remember anything bad happening. I don't know if I've seen it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, the first ten minutes is like his whole life and with his wife, and then his wife passes away, and he's left as as a widower uh, before the the whole movie adventure begins. That's a bummer. Pixar, Pixar knows how to tug on those heartstrings. <laughs> Pixar, Pixar is like the Dan Vapid of animation. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay. Had you guys ever seen that movie called Wicker Park? 
it's like it was like this French film that was like readapted here for the states. It's real. It's kind of an arty kind of movie. Did you ever see that one? Jar- Josh Hartnett in that one. I'm not sure, but it takes place in Chicago and Wicker yeah, Park. I th- yeah, I think that's the one. It's like this twisted tale. Of this these lovers that just keep missing each other. I can remember I was on a date in the theater watching that, and I was all embarrassed because at the end they hook up finally, and then I was like. <laughs> Starting to well up like a little fucking baby. <laughs> I had to like look away. Because it's one thing if you know the person you're with, but if you're on like a first date and you're crying in some fucking bitch flick, it doesn't look so great. You know, Shows your sensitive side. Yeah, you don't want to let that out on a first date, I wouldn't imagine. No. And then, yes, it did not work out. I'm not sure that's why, but still. <laughs> you never know. I remember I went and saw that fucking Jesus movie, man, and everyone was crying except me. It was weird. <laughs> You're laughing. I wasn't laughing, I... but I wasn't, like, in tears. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, man, what a brutal movie. Uh, I didn't see it. You should watch it. It's fucking gory as fuck. That's kind of Mel, Mel Gibson see. knows how to deliver the blood. <laughs> yeah. Interesting take on that whole story. Uh, you know, it's worth a watch. Anyways, let's get back to some punk rock shit. Thanks to Modern Chemistry, sleep is now optional. <laughs> 